0: Welcome to Hard Currency, the podcast from the Financial Times, exploring the weekly stories affecting the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and there's one standout forex story Dominating all others, the dollars rally, which has been making a mess of investors' early 2018 assumptions about currencies and how they would all pan out this year. So, is this dollar rally here to stay, or does that early year weak dollar trend that investors have bought into, does that still hold? Well, with me to discuss these issues is Simon Derrick, the Chief Currency Strategist at BNY Mellon, Simon Answer that question.
1: Thanks, Roger. we start with the easy one then. <laughs> um, okay, I think the key here is not to ask why the dollar's rallying. now, because that's easy enough to see. This is about yield. But the rather harder question is why do... Did we ignore yield, at least for the dollar, for a good six months? Yield. are you talking
0: about the 10 year treasury
1: mainly? But I, but I think you can look at it across the curve, but the 10 year treasury is as good an okay. indicator as anything yeah. else. And,
0: and what you're saying, it started, uh, I mean, it's been gradually picking up, but it's but it's motored along, what, at the start of this year?
1: Well, I think, the, I think if you look over the course of the last 15 years or so, there have been points when the dollar's just forgotten about yield. There's four or five times as that's happened when the foreign exchange market goes off and starts worrying about other things, whether that's deficits, whether that's politics, who knows, but yield simply disappears off the frame. Um, The interesting bit is that we had exactly the same set of circumstances this time around, roughly a six-month period when the foreign exchange Mm markets simply couldn't decide what it was worried about. But... Round about mid-April, suddenly when yield, when the 10-year yield started to pick up again and started to catch everybody's attention with that magic 3% number in sight, suddenly the foreign exchange market occurred right. again.
0: Simon, for new for listeners starting here, we had this, this disconnect between the weak dollar at the start of the year... And, and yields at the start. What you're now saying is that that disconnect is is back, or rather, the connection's. Is, yeah, absolutely. Is I, I, I very
1: firmly believe that connection yeah. is back. Now, you can argue as to why that disconnect took place. Whether that was simply we were worried about the deficits. Who knows? Yeah. But definitely is back, and you've seen the correlations coming back very strongly, and in exactly the same way you've seen five or six times over the course of the last two decades
0: okay, so I want to ask you this because if you're saying the markets got it wrong at the start of the year, what bit did they get wrong? Did they get wrong uh not paying attention to yield or, or was it? Deciding that actually the euro deserved this big push and the dollar deserved to be weak. What what was what was particularly wrong? What side of it was wrong?
1: I think there was well, it, it, as far as the euro is concerned, I, I think that there was an incredible focus on what was happening there on monetary policy, Ooh. the the prospects of QE finally coming to a close some point at the latter part of this year. we talked about the UK, there was this incredible focus on what the Bank of England was going yeah. to do, but I've got to be honest, the elephant in the room is, why were we focused on what was happening in monetary policy in Europe and in the UK? But we didn't care at all about what was happening in the US.
0: And there is no easy answer to it. Well, look, here's one possible answer, which is that, you know, when, when... Investors promised something, get very excited until they realise that that promise has gone away. It's a bit like the Trump disappointment of uh, last year, but when but once they've done that, they then start to focus on what really, really, really is happening, and that's the Fed actually raising rates, and that becomes you know a big momentum. I plan. certainly I
1: certainly agree that we have had the market going back to focusing on what actually matters for the foreign exchange markets yeah. over the long run, but as to what the catalyst was, okay. It's very hard. And I talked to a lot of people over the course of the last six months and none of them came up with a sustained answer as to why we didn't care. Some people did talk about deficits, others said, Well, it is just about Europe but there wasn't one answer.
0: But I just, first of all, want to just at the moment, this, this strong dollar and the consequences that that's happening, I want to focus on emerging markets, which are particularly getting clobbered. If you're an, an EM investor, I, what are you doing? Are you quite nervous about it? Are you hedging uh, your, your EM plays? What, what, what's the I,
1: story? I, I, would be, I would be very, very cautious. Mm. Look, the reality is that as our eyes been off the ball with regards to yield, there has been a remarkable narrowing in the interest rate gaps between a lot of emerging market currencies yeah. and the US yeah. you know we're talking about decade-long narrows for a lot of those spreads we're talking about brazil talking about south africa and others so that yield support which has been so important in driving a lot of those currencies over the course of the last five or six years is no longer there at least it's not there in the way you would expect it to be to keep the currencies going
0: but are you getting the hell out of em as a result or are you just sitting waiting
1: i would make the argument if there are structural issues in a particular economy and there isn't the yield support there you're going to find that currency under pressure so very saying,
0: rapidly. So you're saying... As, as ever with EM be selective but there have been some strong economic fundamentals around EM so wh- why the panic?
1: Because I think that it depends on which EM you're talking okay. about. If you're talking about a number of the places in Asia I wouldn't worry too much yeah. but if you're talking about South Africa which yes the political story was good at the start of the year but there's still much work to be done. If you're talking about Brazil where you've still got the political issues if you're talking about Mexico where yeah. the NAFTA story comes and goes or where you're talking about Turkey where you have got the issues with regard to political pressure, supposed political pressure on the central bank then yeah, I think that this is the time to be extremely cautious and the reason for that is go back and remember how quickly these currencies can come under pressure, how quickly they did in 2013 during the taper tantrum. It feels a not the same degree but it's certainly starting to heat up okay. 4% this week on the turkish lira yes dollar.
0: okay let's let's get closer to trying to answer the question about the dollar rally and that kind of thing by by asking you this on what is going to help investors determine answering this question is it going to be about how fed policy continues or is it going to be much more about what is happening on the other side of the G10 uh, central bank stratosphere? In other words, whether stuff like the eurozone inflation data that's out, which is which was very weak, or further dovish rhetoric from the likes of the Bank of England and more from Draghi and more from the BOJ, is that going to make them say, well, look, we could, see, we could clearly see the direction of travel that's going on in the non-US territory. So we're going to carry on. So which of those two... Too, is it, is it, is it so I think there's,
1: I think I think you're right to say that the direction of travel outside the US is basically we're going nowhere fast, which is right. exactly what the Bank of Japan told us last Friday. Yeah. So I think if you say that as just being a neutral, then it makes you focus very directly on what's happening in the US, and it makes you focus. Both on what the Fed's doing, but it also makes you focus on what's happening further out along the curve. Yeah. And the changing supply demand dynamics in the treasury market. Yes. And I think that matters. Because here we are in a world from the from the Treasury perspective whereby if we have a strong dollar, then there's less growth in foreign exchange reserves and therefore there's less recycling back into the treasury market. So there's less demand from the China's et of yes. this world for, for U.S. sovereign debt. Well, how does that translate
0: into the U.S. economy more broadly?
1: Well, it just means that you've got higher yields, high borrowing costs that people right. have to focus on. But it's not just the the story from sovereigns. You're talking about a Fed that's reducing its balance sheet. So there's more money coming out from them. Yes. More supply coming out from them into the Treasury market. Europe, if they are moving towards ever so slowly winding up QE, that means there's less easy money floating around looking for higher yield elsewhere. So that tends to reduce the demand for U.S. Treasuries. And this is all coming at a time when we're talking about increased spending by the U.S. Treasury. That change in the supply and demand within the Treasury market, I would suggest, means higher yields probably going to come there as well. Therefore, if we're talking about yield beyond 3% in the 10-year, that seems to me to be one of those things that could definitely drive the dollar significantly you're, you're higher. By the end
0: of the year, are you expecting nothing further from other central banks? And are you expecting four, a total of four rate hikes uh, out of the Fed this year? Let's answer those two questions first.
1: I think that the most likely outcome from the Fed is for rate hikes, although that kind of depends a little bit on the sensitivity to what happens in EM. Remember, yep. Janet Yellen was always she concerned always was. about that. Yep. So we don't know how the Fed will react to that. But if there isn't a wobble in EM, then for rate hikes. Yep. Uh, if we're talking about elsewhere, Mr Carney is clearly backed away. He's still talking about it sometime this year. But if there's political uncertainty, political unrest oh, yes. in the UK, that could put that back till 2019. Will the ECB move towards ending QE? Yes, I think that they will by the year end. But I don't think they'll be in any rush to do it. And I think they would be quite happy if they can see a euro that's a little weaker from here. So I think they will be cautious. And the Bank of Japan... I think I feel fairly comfortable in saying no change whatsoever. So
0: to conclude, the weak dollar trend according to Simon Derrick of BNY Mellon is already over. The dollar rally is by no means a temporary thing. It's got legs, it's got it's got a lot further to go. I would say so
1: I think that we are back into the primary trend that's been with us for the last six or seven years. Oh,
0: you heard it here first. My thanks to Simon Derrick of BNY Mellon. Next week, will the Bank of England play down rate expectations as the market now thinks, or is there a surprise in store? Join us when we discuss its May policy meeting. Keep up to date with all the currency and market developments on ft.com forward slash markets. Until next week, from hard currency, it's goodbye.